is Bloomberg Surveillance. The overall U.S. macroeconomic outlook right now is very good, and that's why Janet Yellen is moving towards a second-rate increase. I think Brazil's a dangerous place for investors. They're in a proper old-fashioned depression with huge political problems facing them. Near term, this market's likely to remain tight, stay in that 45 to 50 range. But as we move towards the end of this year, this market's likely to start to soften again. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning. It is 7 a.m. on Wall Street and in Florida, where they're getting soaked by tropical storm Colin. Hurricane season now six days old. We haven't had a major storm, you know, hit the U.S. in years. It'll be interesting to see what happens this summer. Hurricane Janet turned out to be just sort of a mild rain on the parade of those anticipating the Fed won't raise rates until December. She did not rule out moving before that, but has put no date on when the Fed might swing back into action. Yet another Brexit poll out overnight gives the lead back to the Remain camp. Put all that together, politics and policy acceptable to the markets this morning. The U.K.'s FTSE will start there up 25 points, four-tenths of a percent. The pound at 145.84, stronger by a percent today. Stock 600 in Europe is up four points, 1.2 percent. The DAX in Germany 172 points higher, 1.7% better German economic data this morning. Here in the U.S., it's a six-point gain for S&P futures, and they've put on altitude as the morning has gone on, three-tenths of a percent. Three-tenths up, we find Dow E-mini futures, 52 points, and NASDAQ 100 E-minis are up by 16 points, three-tenths of a percent. The bond market's still bearing the scars of Jobs Day with the 10-year note yield at 1.73%, the five-year 1.25, and 80 basis points for your two-year note yield, and currencies also taking their cues from Janet Yellen. I mentioned the pound. The dollar index at 93.886 is down just a touch this morning. The yen a bit stronger at 107.77, a bit weaker, rather, 107.77. It's the euro that is stronger this morning, 113.60. Oil prices, Brent crude. Strengthening $50.88 this morning. West Texas 49.99. We're a penny away from $50 for the U.S. benchmark. Yellen's waffle on when seems to have also reassured emerging market investors, by the way. The MSCI uh, Emerging Markets Index is up today by a 1.6%. And if you trace out the index over the last month or so, it went down when everybody thought that the Fed was going to raise rates. It's now going up again. The dollar largely lower against emerging market currencies today. Gerardo Rodriguez is emerging markets portfolio manager for BlackRock, and I guess it just does go to show that Janet Yellen is central banker to the world, if not the world, at least to the emerging markets world. Absolutely. I mean, what happens with the Fed is very relevant for the emerging markets uh, uh, complex. Overall, U.S. financial conditions uh, determine pretty much the dynamics of what happens in emerging uh, economies. Uh, Now, uh, over time and since the taper tantrum, emerging economies have had some time to adjust and to accommodate for, uh, say, for the next uh, phase of the cycle in U.S. monetary uh, policy. What uh, has been a, a bit of a, of a headwind for uh, emerging markets has been the strength of the, of the dollar. It is uh, very much through the currency channel by which the, the, the Fed monetary policy has been operating. And a stronger dollar creates some challenges for emerging markets in general and for China in particular. The China 
a, a currency dynamics and uh, all the concerns about, say, a major movement on the Chinese currency were basically a trigger after a long period of dollar strength. The peg that the Chinese have been managing against the dollar becomes unsustainable to the extent that the dollar continues to strengthen, and that sort of reduces the competitiveness position of China. So there are many different angles why we need to continue to pay attention to what the Fed does. And the Fed themselves have been struggling in terms of calibrating their response because they know that a Economic dynamics improve in the U.S., you want to normalize, but then there is this feedback uh, channel through the currency that comes back uh, to them. So that's why they've been very cautious in terms of how they set the pace. Explain China, though. Uh, the dollar hasn't particularly moved in two years now. Uh, it, it's been basically very stable. And the Chinese have now got sort of two currency pegs going with the dollar and this basket of currencies. So what, what do we pay attention to in China and what is reacting? What is reacting to the dollar and what are they reacting to if the dollar is not moving? I'm not quite clear on all the dynamics. Well, it is a, a very difficult, um, say process that uh, Chinese authorities are going through, which is liberalizing financial markets, opening up their capital account and making their currency more flexible. Over history, emerging economies have not done that very well. So every time a country goes from a peg currency to a flexible one, is uh, has uh, triggered a financial crisis. Actually, countries have moved in general to flexible currency arrangements, not by choice, but basically markets have forced them to do that. So yeah. that is why the Chinese experiment is uh, very uh, interesting. And China, as with everything else, is managing the process in a very different manner. And one could think that from a communication standpoint, they haven't done a great job because we don't clearly understand right. what is the framework under which they're operating. But so far, I mean, they've been testing the waters to see how they can move to more flexible. Now, I'm going to make up this chart. I've never seen it. I'm going to do it right now. The in, in, Indian rupee and the uh, Chinese renminbi as well. Good morning, everyone. International Economics Today on Bloomberg Surveillance. We're brought to you by Invesco. Don't settle for averaging your portfolio to Invesco the right approach means investing with high conviction. Find out more at Invesco.com slash high conviction. And we thank Invesco for their support. Gerardo Rodriguez with us uh, with BlackRock um, this morning. Um, India, to me, is a fascinating story. And a lot of my reading, everybody goes, yeah, but there's India. And they're exceptionally constructive on India, not as a China surrogate, but just somebody that's going to get it right. They're doing it by currency depreciation. Can that continue? Well, the case of India is very interesting, and I would say a bit unique in the EM world uh, right now. India has come a long way in terms of external adjustment since 2013. You may remember that they were part of a fragile five uh, back, back then. But uh, from an external standpoint, uh, India has uh, basically strengthened its position. Yes, the currency depreciated significantly, but over, say, the past 12 months where the EM complex continues to depreciate against the, the, the dollar, the, 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 the Indian currency has remained 
somewhat uh, stable. So you put uh, that, and then on top you have some reform momentum going for the government, which is basically making uh, economic growth to accelerate uh, at the margin. There is not many examples out there in the EM world where you have a strong external position, you have accelerating Mm -hmm. growth, and then you have also some policy leeway for interest rates to uh, to come down. So the three things together make India a really interesting uh, investment opportunity over, say, the next 9 to 12-month horizon. India has, however, some medium-term challenges uh, as as well. Uh, But, but, say, over the 9 to 12-month horizon is one of the most attractive investment opportunities. Mike? Well, explain to us... uh how this is happening. Is it just that India is untapped potential or is Prime Minister Modi actually doing something uh, to change the dynamic there? He's obviously speaking before Congress today in the U.S. Does he get the credit or is it just the, the natural um, potential of India? I think that uh, there are two two uh, things uh, going on in India. Clearly, Prime Minister Modi has energized the government after a very long period in which not much was happening uh, there, so he's been touring uh, around the world. He's uh, strengthened uh, relationships uh, around the world. He's come a long uh, way just here in the U.S. from not being able to enter the country to addressing uh, Congress in a, a few years. That's a, a very uh, sort of interesting uh, evolution. But uh, aside from that, you have one of the uh, best central bank governors in the Reserve Bank of India, not only sort of modernizing their uh, framework and the financial markets, but also a very strong communicator that uh, has brought to the table um, confidence that had not been in uh, India. And uh, a strong confidence plus uh, interesting growth uh, dynamics at the margin Again, make India one of the very interesting cases out there. Raghuram Rajan. Well, that brings up a follow-up question that we're not going to have time for. We're going to have to wait until after We can do that. Yeah. We can come back. Gerardo Rodriguez with us with BlackRock. A lot of other good guests with us this morning. Also, Michael McKee on uh, his conversation with Dennis Lockhart yesterday. And, of course, uh, Chair Yellen. Calming markets, I guess. Is that right, Mike? Calming? Is that the right word? She seems to have. Um, Calming the markets. We'll see how long that lasts. Green on the screen. Futures up six. Dow futures up 53. The yen, 107.77. Weaker yen. This hour of surveillance brought to you by Mount Kisco Volvo. Visit com. Here is John Tucker with news headlines. And Michael and Tom with Democrats in six states still to make their choices in primary voting today. The AP says its count shows Hillary Clinton has secured the number of pledged delegates and superdelegates required to claim the Democratic nomination. President Obama could endorse Clinton as early as this week. Meantime, Bernie Sanders is vowing to fight on. A car bomb attack that targeted police in Istanbul today killed 11 people. No claim of responsibility. And Tropical Storm Collins seems to be bypassing South Carolina. No rain across the state this morning, although rain earlier brought street flooding to downtown Charleston. And the Pacific Northwest kicks off a massive earthquake and tsunami drill today. 20,000 people will take part. Global News, 24 hours a day from our 2,400 journalists from around the world. 
I'm John Tucker. Tom and Michael. John Tucker, thank you so much. $50 a barrel in West Texas. Brent crude, 51.05 per barrel. Michael McKean and Tom Keene, Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by SSNC. More experience, superior technology, independence, and expertise. That's how SSNC drives the future of fund administration. SSNC, they're the future of fund administration. Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app. And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update is brought to you by the accountants and advisors at Eisner Amper. Cybersecurity is on the mind of every business leader. Managing cyber risk should be too. Get started with a cyber risk assessment. Learn more at EisnerAmper.com slash cyber risk. Valiant Pharmaceuticals cutting its 2016 profit forecast as its new chief executive begins his attempt to turn around the embattled drug maker. Stocks are rallying with emerging markets as Federal Reserve Chair Janet Yellen put investors at ease over the outlook for the U.S. economy. U.S. stock index futures are higher with S&P E-mini futures up five points, Dow E-mini futures up 50, and NASDAQ E-mini futures up 14 and a half. The DAX in Germany is up 1.8 percent. Ten-year Treasury up two thirty seconds. The yield 1.72 percent. Nymex crude oil up eight tenths percent or forty cents to fifty dollars nine cents a barrel. Comex gold down three tenths percent or three dollars eighty cents to twelve forty three sixty an ounce. The euro a dollar thirteen fifty four. The yen one oh seven point seven six. As a Bloomberg Business Flash, Tom and Mike. Karen Moscow, thank you very much. We are talking with uh, Toronto Rodriguez from BlackRock uh, Emerging Markets Group, and we were talking about India. And just before the break, you were talking about the uh, a lot of the credit for India's economic renaissance lately has gone to Raghuram Rajan, the uh, governor of the Reserve Bank of India. Story out today. I mean, it's been an ongoing story. Does he stay or does he go? Uh, the the a local language newspaper in India last week reported he wanted to leave the position. Um, nobody's commented on that in particular, but he's out today saying um, – He's enjoying watching the press speculate, and he'll let the process play out. His three-year term ends in September. What happens if he goes? Uh, what's the reaction in the markets um, to to India if Rajan either turns down the job or, as some report, uh, does not get reappointed? Well, as far as, uh, say, people understand, he had expressed uh, his uh, willingness to, to remain at the job if he was offered a new Term. He's clearly one of a, a very important pillars of the recent positive dynamics around India. So if he was no longer at the job after September of this year, clearly, uh, reality, and it would be very much a function of who else is appointed, but you would no longer have on your side one of the best, one of the best central bank governors in the EM world, and I would say in a, a general. So that cannot be positive for the Indian economy. The well, stocks went down and the rupee sold off on the rumor that he didn't want the job. Do we have a major sell-off if he's not reappointed? Well, it it, it would depend very much on the circumstances. But uh, this would be, uh, say, a major uh, negative for the Indian uh, economy, just because of all the things that he represents. Financial markets in general tend to function uh, much better 
when there is, uh, say, a context of, of confidence, when there is an environment in which policymakers establish clear framework and then deliver around that. That's how credibility is uh, built, which is a, a very important uh, issue for uh, effective <clears throat> right. monetary policy. Is the credibility of EM, has it changed? I mean, I, they just took 175, 179,000 people, just took the CFA exam. And I remember when you'd read three books on EM and six articles and you were a genius on EM and everybody went on their way. Boy, if things changed with the huge success of EM, the GDP of GM, the per capita growth of EM, has it escaped the cyclical patterns that we associate from decades ago? Well, not necessarily because, I mean, you saw that um, now with uh, commodity prices going uh, down, the EM complex uh, suffering the consequences. So there is a, a, a bit of a cyclical story uh, going on uh, there. But that's happening uh, within a longer secular improvement of uh, emerging market <clears throat> dynamics. When you look at GDP per capita over the past, uh, I would say, 25 years, you have many different examples in which sort of emerging economies moving from poor to middle income. And what happens is that economic reality becomes much more complex. And as you said, you needed to look at yeah. two, three things in the past. Now, the EM consumer and the economy is moving to, from manufacturing to services. You need, uh, say, a, a lot of more homework to get a handle of what's going on. Well, yeah, I, and I was remiss not to ask this question after Mike mentioned India. In your Mexico, you have a Rajan. I mean, you have a Raghu, Raghun Rajan. In Mr. Karsten's out of Chicago studying with Michael Musa uh, years ago. I mean, there's another dominant EM banker that provides immense credibility. G- give us an update on Mr. Karsten, Augustine Karsten's uh place within Mexican society and Mexican economics? Well, fortunately, in the case of Mexico, Governor Karsten's was reappointed for a six-year uh, term only last uh, year. So we have uh, Karsten still uh, for the for the next five so years. So he'll be like a decade there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is his uh, second six-year yeah. uh, term. But w- w- I mean, when you think about the emerging market uh, reality, I think that the common, uh, say, the common driver of these personalities, which become policy anchors as Governor Raja and Governor uh, Karsten, uh, and we could bring up a few other examples here, mm-hmm. is difficult periods in which these economists developed both academically and as practitioners. And that uh, makes them uh, unique in the world because they've been able to manage difficult circumstances and at the same time they they were able to go to uh, Chicago and get the best uh, sort of possible uh, exposure to a cutting edge um, a academics. So the combination of uh, those two give you these type of uh, personalities. I think that's a good way to understand what's at stake in the case of the reappointment or not of government uh, Rajan. Uh, it is very difficult and a, a similar conversation took place around the discussion for Agustin Karsten's back at the end of last year, in order to make a case in which you can have the flexibility of not reappointing these type of personalities, it's not easy. And you would need to construct that scenario. And clearly, uh, we don't see that in the case of India. 
Gerardo Rodriguez, thank you very much for joining us this morning here on Surveillance. Um, interesting story just crossing here, Tom. Uh, Jerome Carviel, who was uh, fired from Societe Generale for uh, allegedly cooking the books, now wins 420,000 euros, claiming he was uh, fired unfairly. Wow. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll continue to follow that story. That's going to be six, seven, eight years old. Yeah, Global Wall Street will be interested. Good morning. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by Anchin Block and Anchin, named the best accounting firm in North America for the sixth year in a row by Hedgeweek.com.